0: Oh, mm-hmm. my Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your always happy and energetic host, Evan Goldstein. And with me, as always, is the ever-spirited Karen Randazzo.
1: Next time you want a glass of water, say please.
0: And the always lively Chris Randazzo. I should always check with my wife about what quote to use, because I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) We here on this week's episode, talk television. Uh, specifically. But there was no chance that we'd both pick the same line. <laughs>
1: okay, you want to take it again? Because I could think of another one. Uh,
0: no, we're good. No, we're good. <laughs> All right, Chris we changed my quote to football. <laughs> <laughs> for those just joining us for the first time, the norm is that Chris comes up with something slightly more witty from the actual episode that we've watched. He failed miserably this time, but it's fine. We're going to move on. This week, we're talking a little bit of Friday Night Lights, uh, specifically Season 1, Episode 20, The Mud Bowl. The Mud Bowl. The Mud Bowl. And for the second half, we got some news to cover. So, Karen, this week, you chose this show that apparently has been on for, what, five years? Six? Yeah, it it ran five years. Five years. And you threw us into a, a, a kind of a heavier episode. So I guess give us the basics on what happened before. Sure. Um,
1: I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I'm really glad to get the chance to uh, to show it to you guys. And uh, I think the... I chose this one because it sort of has everything in it that makes the show great. So I know it, it was... A, a little bit of a deep end plunge, but I have faith that you'll, you'll you'll catch up. So people think this is a show about football, and they're right, but it's also a show about the people who play the football, people who are people in the li- in their lives, and the people in the town who are like all you know are different and have different lives, but they all unite behind this football team because I don't know if you've ever been to Texas. High school football is a big friggin' deal there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> this show is about football the same way The Big Lebowski is about bowling.
1: I guess that's a good way to put it. Okay. <laughs> so the coach uh, is uh, Eric Taylor. He this when the show starts, he's the new coach of the high school football team, the Dylan Panthers, who uh, become the underdogs when, in the first episode, this isn't really given too much away. Their star quarterback, who's been groomed his whole life to, you know, lead this team to victory, uh, gets paralyzed. By a freak tackling accident that
0: happened in the first episode. In the
1: first episode, holy crackers! <laughs> yes, um, in in a in an incident that Chris refers to as "what a day to be me."
0: <laughs>
1: uh, so he is replaced by the unknown, untrained freshman Matt Saracen, who becomes the uh, quarterback, and they go through the whole season struggling and trying to you know figure it figure everything out when they expected the whole season to go a different way
2: there are some great character names on this show by the way (laughs) there are really well named characters
1: um the other people that you will get to know in the show are the coach's family his wife tammy who works at the school and his daughter julie who is dating the uh backup quarterback matt um key players on the team
2: i did not know did i didn't know
1: julie was dating him
2: I didn't know she was the coach's daughter. She
1: is the coach's daughter. Okay,
2: mm. yes. Maybe I did know that. That's striking me as a surprise right now. Anyway, go on.
1: That's okay. Uh, the key players, the other key players on the team are Tim Riggins. Tim Riggins. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about a great name and the other great name, Brian Smash Williams. Sm- yes.
0: Smash doesn't like to do this sort of thing. That, he referred to himself in the third person like 12 times in this episode
1: yes you really have to look to find out what his actual given first name is
0: smash loves you woman and he'll do anything for you uh
1: yeah he, ha- I he-
2: honestly thought he was talking about somebody else <laughs>
1: uh he really has the mindset of somebody who's already in the nfl you know so the name um,
0: smash really fits his character development
1: and his in you know, a style of football play
0: okay okay
1: um lila who is a, the head cheerleader she is the girlfriend of the guy who gets paralyzed uh her dad uh buddy garrity who is like a leading businessman in the town and also like one of the head supporters of the team
0: is that the car is, salesman guy yes yeah. he's the one like that's face. why he
1: is in on every friggin' thing is because you know he just you know inserts himself in
2: everything and in this case literally (laughs) splashing his face and name on. what the heck was that it was like a
1: it was the stands it it was was the the stands
2: (laughs) just like a giant thing of his name
1: yeah um then there's landry who you had asked me about which is matt's um geeky best friend Oh, he's is,
0: the, he was the Mac Daddy in this episode.
1: Yes. He, uh, he. I love Landry, and so that's another reason I picked this episode. Um, and he has a big crush on Tyra, who is kind of like the, you know, school outcast because she doesn't give a fuck about football. Um, she is also Tim Riggins' ex. Um, and, you know, she's just a... <laughs> she's, she's sort of one of those characters that's like downtrodden because nobody's ever believed in her but if only you know someone would see you know her potential you know but she she's always been struggling and thought of as a slut and all these different things just because she doesn't care about football Mm. so that's basically you know basically
2: describes my entire high school experience (laughs) (laughs) really your school was
1: a big football school
2: Uh, and everyone thought i was a slut
1: (laughs) well in fairness you kind of are
2: i have a question
1: you, you go ahead with your Is question.
0: it about my football No, it is, it is not about your football career.
1: <laughs> is it about his sluttiness? No,
0: it is not about his sluttiness. Uh, Tim Riggins is the dude who is sleeping with a woman in this episode, <laughs> yes. correct? Okay, where do I know her from? The woman? Yes, because she looks I don't oddly familiar to me, and I don't remember her name, and I want to look it up here. Who is Who is he nailing?
1: uh the the mom next door i she's only in a couple of episodes
0: i do
1: not know the name of the character She was. but tim
2: riggins was also john carter of mars and gambit in that crappy wolverine movie interesting interesting okay
1: and he was in battleship don't forget
2: oh can't forget battleship
1: my favorite my favorite taylor kitsch movie
2: boy that man's career just kind of stopped didn't it
1: (laughs) he made some not great choices
2: you know, John Carter was awesome. You hear that audience at home. John Carter was a good time. Go see that movie. All right. I'm sorry. Really go Continue. see it.
1: <laughs> no, that's it. That's pretty much the show. That's all the people you need to know who they are. And, you know, they, they, they've they been going along. This team's been going along the whole season. And <clears throat> at this point, they have, uh, you know, they've been struggling along, just barely beating their opponents, just barely making it into the playoffs. And now they've at this point in the show they've made it to the state semifinal game, which is the game that will determine who gets to go to the championship game.
0: Right, right, right. So the the, the theory of the episode is that they're supposed to have the home field advantage. And a goddamn train exploded. <laughs> yeah. Like, is that, yeah. Am I picking up on that correctly?
1: Yeah. That, that happened in the cold open, right? Well,
0: what happened in the like cold open the was uh, the, 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 what I thought was like some sort of hate crime with the thing breaking through the glass while he was talking to the kid about the money. And then we find out. Yes. that I guess that came from the explosion, but.
1: Yes, there was an <laughs> explosion. And, and Chris just looked at me and he was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> So that's the main main thrust of the episode. Uh, let's get some of the smaller side plots out of the way that are not quite as it, not not as important, but still quite enjoyable. Um, you get Smash and Waverly. Uh, Waverly is Smash's girlfriend, who uh, is re- he recently found out that she's bipolar.
0: Well, it seems like she just recently found out also and decided to. Stop no, she just them. recently told him. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> she's known she's bipolar. But she gotcha. recently decided to go off her meds uh, and then she told him and he's trying to deal with the fact that like he's the only person who she hasn't told her dad or like any of her family, none of her teachers know nothing. So that's why she gets so mad when he mentions something to uh, Lila after Waverly and Lila, hang out and shoot guns because that's what you do in Texas.
0: <laughs> I had a hard day with my boyfriend today. Let's go out <laughs> shooting. <laughs> what? Huh? Okay. I hate these cans. <laughs> <laughs>
1: very, very good. Thank you, honey. Um, yeah, hates these cans. So yeah. So uh, I, I really like the uh, the scene between the two of them in the in the resolution of it outside the restaurant, where she goes to yell at him for, you know, having told anybody her, her business, and you know, he's just like, look. This is a BFD and I don't know what to do, but I love you and i'm I'm trying to take care of you the best way I know how. Yeah, it was a great scene for the those two guys. That
2: oh, was a good scene. yes. Um, I liked the cows.
1: You like the cows. I like the cows too. Um we've got Tim who is banging the uh, the neighbor mom. <laughs> <laughs> I really um, want
0: to know who neighbor mom is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, that that's sort of the middle of that arc. Um, and the, there's a great conversation there with him, and he lives with his brother. Is yeah, uh, don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what happened to their mom. I do know their dad is a deadbeat. He eventually shows up later in the show, but...
2: What's his dad's name?
1: I have no idea. Something Riggins.
2: <laughs> I hope it's Tom Riggins.
1: <laughs> 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 I do know his brother is Billy Riggins, which is just about as good Billy as... Billy Riggins! Tim Riggins. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... <laughs>
2: Freaking love it. <laughs> I
1: mean, there's there's no like, Riggins is just a great name.
2: Yeah, really, it's it's the Riggins it's the that Riggins pulls it all that together. Does it? <laughs> Any
0: name, Ron, just Riggins. <laughs>
1: there are there are other better Tim Riggins episodes. This is not one of them, but it is nice to see him, and I like that the the dynamic between the two brothers here, where you know he's his brother's like. You are going to fuck this up, and it's probably going to happen right at the same time as the state championship.
0: Is that kid calling you dad yet? <laughs> <Yes. like>, oh, <laughs> damn.
1: Yeah, they do not exactly have a loving relationship. They do love each other underneath it all, but. Uh,
0: okay. They don't print. They, they pr- gonna don't have to really... take your word on that one. <laughs>
1: well, like I'm saying, watch the show. <laughs> Um, you guys were uh, earlier today discussing about uh, Tyra, who is played by none other than lovely Miss Adrian Pelicki.
2: Yeah, of uh, Agents so of pretty. Shield fame. <laughs> and that really crappy Wonder
0: Woman pilot. <laughs> you like that pull, Chris? You were surprised by that one. Nice, right? <laughs> I
2: was genuinely shocked because I, I watched that thing. I, I I saw it and was mortified by it because. <laughs> I dug Allie McBeal back when it was on. So I was like, all right, David E. Kelly doing a superhero show? I can't imagine that going well, but sure, I'll give that a shot. And it was just bad. But she looks so different. If you look up pictures of her in the Wonder Woman outfit, it is just wow. It's unbelievably different. I don't know if it's just the hair or what, but.
1: I think it's the fact that it's ten years ago that this show is ten years ago. Oh, that's, that
2: is true. That's this so show is ten years ago, and she looks noticeably younger. Like, yeah, I mean,
1: they're uh, they're all a lot younger.
2: She looks like such a little kid, but like she she looks really different in that Wonder Woman thing. But
0: anyway, so doing, I'm, I'm looking on IMDb to try to find out the next door neighbor's name, and I uh-huh. look at storyline, and it says even though uh, extra extra work, blah blah blah, Tim continues to bond with his next door neighbor as Lila, Lila, Lila bonds with Waverly. That's the explanation of what Tim Riggin's is doing for this episode.
1: I always love episode synopses <laughs> like the people who write those cuz they have to walk a fine line between like, you know, explaining what the episode is for people who've already seen it versus not spoiling it for people who haven't. All
0: right. Sorry.
1: That's cool, man. This is a conversation. Um, So this is a big episode for Landry because he's had a big crush on Tyra the whole season. And he finally has an in when he figures out that she needs a math tutor. And he uh, convinces her to let him help her. So they're supposed to have a big study date on the night of the Mud Bowl game. uh, Because she, as aforementioned, does not give a fuck about football and Landry does care about football, but not as much as he cares about potentially getting laid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Landry is one of these, you know, no luck kind of characters. So, of course, his car breaks down and, uh, <laughs> and it starts pouring rain. So he is delayed. And this this scene is kind of notorious in this show um, while Tyra is waiting for Landry at, like, a fast food restaurant. To meet up. Um, She ends up talking to some guy. Who's there also by himself. And when she decides that she's been stood up. She goes out to the parking lot. And the guy follows her out. And attacks her.
0: He belts her straight across the face. It was rough. Yeah it's
1: not the most. um, Well done. You know attack scene. That I've ever seen in a TV show. What I like about it. Is that the way it plays out. Is not that Landry shows up and rescues her, her, that she figures out how to get herself out of the situation and fights him off and gets away. Mm -hmm. And then Landry shows up and he is able to, like, be there for her directly after her trauma. And that uh, ends up bringing those two characters closer together. So it's not, you
0: know, (laughs) so they do get closer because at the beginning you, of the next episode, they were. Was it maybe later that episode? Whatever, they were not. She was still fighting. She was being that badass that she's trying to be. So,
1: exactly that. I mean, you mean there's you do you you don't go through that type of thing with with someone else without your relationship changing, and so their relationship does change. I don't want to give away exactly mm-hmm. okay. what That's happens, fine. but. Um. So, one of the bigger, bigger plots in the episode is Jason Street, who has spent pretty much the whole season trying to figure out how to come to terms with life as a quadriplegic. Um, So, he was supposed to, his life was supposed to go one way, and it, like, turned, you know, 270 degrees and went completely different way. Hmm. Um, He tried out, he tried to continue to pursue sports by doing um, quad, they call it quad rugby, I guess, quad Quad is short for quadriplegic. Um, so he was really good at it, but he didn't quite make the team that he tried out for. This parents having to, like, take care of him is putting a strain on their marriage. Um, and the parents have decided to sue the school and the coach uh, to try and get some money to pay for his, you know, the care that he'll need for the rest of his life. Um, <clears throat> which... I guess the school could be held liable. I don't know how the coach could really be realistically held liable. If you see the accident in the first episode, it's, it was really a freak thing that happened to him. He, like somebody else, you know, the other team intercepted the ball and the player was running down the field and he was the last line of defense before this guy was going to score. So he had to tackle the guy. Mm-hmm. But the quarterback never has to tackle anybody, Mm -hmm. so he didn't know how to do it, and that's why he got hurt. Gotcha. So the fact there's a lawsuit over this is a little ridiculous. Um, And it's made him, it's turned him from, like, he used to be the hero of the entire friggin' town, and now everyone hates him because he and his family have set themselves in opposition to the school and the team and the coach and everybody. So this all culminates in a big fight that he has with Lila because he's being a jackass, and uh, she basically tells him to suck it up and stop feeling sorry for himself. And uh, it uh, it inspires him to get to uh, the settlement meeting where they they go to have a meeting to see if they can settle the lawsuit. And he takes charge of the meeting and says, "Look, I don't I don't want to drag this out anymore. I don't, and I'm also not trying to like be rich off of this thing. So why don't we just?" you know, here's here's a number. Can you, will you pay this? And they say yes, and the whole thing's over, and, like,
0: Ta-da. it's the
1: first time <laughs> in the season that he's had the control that he used to have when he could walk. Um, so it's a big relief to him. The other thing that happens to him is that he's been sort of on the side, not really officially. He's, he's become friends with Matt since, you know, he still hangs out with all his friends from the team, and now Matt is one of those guys, so... He's been helping him out and kind of coaching him a little bit, teaching him what he knows as, as much as he can from a wheelchair. And the coach has seen the effects of this on on the new quarterback. So he ends up uh, by the end of the episode offering Jason a position to uh, coach with the team, or at least to, you know, put the idea in his head that maybe he should.
0: I didn't think realize. Coaching. I didn't realize through this entire episode that this was high school. Yeah because that's like, how seriously I, they I take it college it. Be, i mean everybody's old enough to be you know at least looks old enough to be in college and i'm like they're in high school oh wow yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> i take this shit really seriously
1: <laughs> texas forever man texas football <clears throat> and so then the last that the, as you had mentioned in the beginning the big the big game is really the main thrust of the episode um and as you said, there was a, a train collision near the school. There was some kind of toxic waste on the train. Um, it's sort that of the happens, most, you know, I know it's kind of like the least realistic detail of the episode.
0: The toxic waste car is right behind the food car and just exactly. in front of the passenger car. So it's very convenient. Now there's mutant brownies
2: flying all over <laughs> Texas and only Tim Riggins can save the day.
1: <laughs> Tim Riggins can save the day from anything. Let me tell you. Uh. um so yeah so that it has made the school field unplayable and they have to find somewhere else to play it the and that that's really the coach's job to figure out what they're gonna do uh, and he's got a lot of pressure on him because he's under pressure for this lawsuit he's considering a job offer for, to coach at a college which would mean he would be abandoning the team and everyone would hate him um and obviously the pressure of winning the big game for the season so he's he's got all this other crap going on and now he has to find another field um <laughs> the opposing team offers uh, like oh we, you know that we practice at this place all the time and it's like the super state-of-the-art stadium mm-hmm. but it would really mean that they had the home field advantage so they turn that down and uh they end up He's uh, while he's driving around trying to find a place, he finds a cow pasture that is available for lease, and decides to build a build his like Field
0: of Dreams. <laughs> I swear to God, I was just about to whisper, <laughs> "If you build it, they will come."
1: Seriously, though, and that's what I'd like so that's one of the things I think that makes this episode is great is like Field of Dreams is one of the greatest sports movies ever to exist on the planet and in, mm-hmm. in the English language at least and this is kind of that a little bit. Yeah. Um
0: I do like the interaction between Tammy and the cows when he was first explaining <laughs> the situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh that's a really lovely scene between him and his wife where he brings her out there to get her opinion on the uh on whether or not he should have the game there and like he really just manages to capture like what it is he loves about you know being involved in football and uh it's really sweet uh so they build the, <laughs> they build the field on the cow pasture and of course uh during the big game it pours rain and turns it into the uh the titular mud bowl yes
0: um
1: and the the football scenes that out this is the part of the show that's not for everybody but i like football so
0: that is I get actually, it. they were done really well
1: yeah, I feel like that. what they do with the football scenes is um, that they manage to explain what's going on in a way that even if you don't care about football, you can still get what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. So basically, if you don't understand what's happening in football... Our heroes are down by the by the halftime, and and the referees want to, to call off the game because there's too much rain. But the the players decide, no, we want to keep playing. Coach, please let us keep playing. And then the Panthers come from behind to win, and largely through the efforts of uh, of the new quarterback Matt, who has been expertly coached by poor paralyzed Jason Street. Was, so they they win the game and they get to go to the championship.
0: Yay! There was a play where the the quarterback. I think it was. I want to assume it was the final play of the game, and he was he had to he ran the ball in.
1: Yes, he ran it. And I'm
0: end going end. to assume it was smashed that just threw a block and a half into this guy. And I I who played football went. Oh my good god! That was not Al. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that actually is not Smash. No. Smash is a running back. Okay. That was Tim Riggins. That was Tim. <laughs> Throwing <Riggins>. that block. <laughs> yeah, that's Tim Riggins' job because like the thing about Tim Riggins' character is that he's like a very angry guy and he's, you know, a very troubled youth, and he just pours all that into the field uh, and just throws down these monster blocks.
0: Yeah, that was it a hell was of a hit. Really great. For a television show, that was a hell of a hit.
1: <laughs> so uh what'd you guys think?
0: <laughs> I enjoyed it. I did. I the I feel that the the thing that I may not like this was like the big game episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like the other episodes leading up to this would be more WB drama. E.
1: Yeah, there is definitely. Uh... Not, I mean, there's definitely, I would say, less of a focus on football in some of the episodes where the game isn't as important. Mm-hmm. There's always, like, the football scene for the episode, but there's always plenty of other things going on, I mean,
0: because this, this episode was I, pretty solidly split 50-50. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. I mean, and even if you count, like, the building of the field stuff as part of the drama, you know, because that is part of the storyline, they, they did a good job. I, I'm, I'm interested in, in seeing more of this show. My only
2: real criticism is, because uh, it was a very interesting show, and even being thrust right into the middle of it, I could tell that it was the kind of drama that I would go for, but um, the shaky cam, I, I couldn't uh, do it. That got me a couple it of times. It was so over the top. I mean, there was, there was this, this great scene where they, they decided to make the Field of Dreams, right? And it's Connie Britton and Coach Dude, and they're all <laughs> standing there like having this great moment with one another and I swear the cameraman was having a seizure. the cameraman was filming a fight scene from a Batman movie during this incredibly sweet scene there was this other, other like really interesting character moment like there was, I, I would I'm not being sarcastic here I was so angry at the show because I was really interested in what was happening at the time and it was a close up of this character's face, and I couldn't tell who the <laughs> fuck it was because it was just gyrating like a I don't know, a coked-up stripper. It was just insanity. I was like, would you... I actually audibly said, stay the fuck down, calm down. For crying out loud, I I want to watch the show. And I understand this was happening at a time when shaky cam was like the big thing. Everyone had... Everything had to be found footage to be cool or whatever. I, I I don't understand... You've got such a good show. There was a very good core happening here. And, and it was really interesting. And some scenes were framed just fine, where they managed to slow down and just point the camera at something and let us enjoy it. But, God, there were a couple of scenes where it, it was making me sick. It was, it was, was all really, handheld, really hard right? to
0: watch. I think so. I don't know. See, like, there's that's definitely the
2: thing.
1: a lot. I don't know if it's yeah. all, but... I mean, because I,
0: as I was watching... I watched this episode twice to make sure because the first time I watched it, like, with half an eye because I was in the process of organizing some stuff. But I was consciously listening to it to get to the, the story. And I found myself, when I watched it again, doing the same thing. But I still got the whole episode and I wasn't as upset with the shaky cam because I did notice it that, yeah, this is all handheld. So that stuff I mean not only do I not like handheld it just it it actually makes me nauseous it makes me sick. Mm-hmm. So I if I turned my literal visual attention away from it I enjoyed the show that much more. Like I didn't have to mm-hmm. see how bad the the cameraman had, you know, the shakes.
2: Cuz like even if there's some shaking going on it's okay, it's a stylistic stylistic thing whatever, but this was intentional. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way, like, especially that scene where they were on the field uh, with Connie Britton and Coach Dude, there is absolutely no way that that shaking wasn't intentional because it was... It was like moving around, like it was an action shot. It was absolutely absurd.
0: As if they and it made taped so the camera mad. to one of the cows and just had him wander around. I, I guess I don't know,
2: but it, <laughs> I, and that's what was really bothering me. It wasn't bothering me that it was shaky cam. Is that it was trying? It was very intentionally shaking. Like somebody was holding that camera and being like, nah, it's too still. You got to shake shit up and then just, shake and bake. Do it." It was really bothersome. But other than that, I found myself. I mean, like I was confused at first because we're in the twentieth episode, but it was—it really wasn't long before I was genuinely interested in what was happening. And uh, any show with a character named Dave Reagan is good by <laughs> it's me. A win for you, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, th- this is this is good television. Thank you for thank you uh, yes. showing it to us, Karen. Win, Karen. You're win.
1: welcome. I, I will agree that the shaky cam is rough. I think it it is a little easier to take. If you're already familiar with the show, you know who the people are, so you don't have to necessarily <laughs> you're see You're not focusing see them. and
0: concentrating on who <laughs> the fuck is on screen right now.
1: <laughs> uh, but I, And I also think that to the point about, um, you know, some of the episodes being less football-driven and more um, story-driven, w- what saves it from being your typical kind of WB teen drama is that these are really great characters. They're really well-written Um the, seri- the series creator is Jason Kadams, who this is the show that he did before he did Parenthood.
2: Oh. Oh. Well, that explains why I liked it so much. There you go.
1: <laughs> so uh, it's got good DNA.
0: Good. It well, we have a win again this week. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't here for last week's not win in my opinion, but that's just fine. It was not a win in our opinion either. I have a thing against Hunter. Can
1: we still love you, Hunter.
0: <laughs> well, some of us do, Hunter. son of a bitch trying to take over (laughs) alright let's take a quick break Uh, when we get back we're going to talk some news so stay tuned our Twilight Zone podcast is back to discuss the season one episode Rod Serling named as his favorite of the season since it's a pretty depressing story Brandon and his guest Steve Gornard Ellerhoff try to figure out why that is tune in to the latest installment of submitted for your approval a stop at Willoughby In this
2: week's Kung Fu Fridays, Dan brings a movie to the table that you might actually have heard of, 2002's Hero, starring Jet Li. Learn how a beautiful visual style and a compelling story combine to make this one of Dan's favorite martial arts movies. And also, find about the interesting story on how it made its way from China to America. Don't miss Kung Fu Fridays, Hero
1: if you were at the too many games convention in philadelphia in june you may have been lucky enough to run into geekade's own sam Ahern, cosplaying as princess peach it was an amazing look she threw together in just one week all costumes need adjustments and this one was no different so sam walks us step by step through how she made improvements to the crown for this costume and tells us us why e6000 is the most amazing adhesive ever check out Cosplay Tutorial, Princess Peach Crown, located in the Think Tank.
0: If you love retro games, chances are you've heard of the Mother series. Jonathan Fuger takes a look back at the series' history and makes a passionate argument for why its last installment, Mother 3, should be brought over from Japan to America via the Wii U Virtual Console. Head over to the Think Tank to get some interesting background and hear Jonathan's plea in loving Mother.
2: You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right
0: now at GeekCade.com. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials. So it's news time. So, uh, not that heavy of a week of news. Um, we're sort of, sort of digging here, but, um, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. is getting a new director. Now, when I read this article, I thought it was like a director-director. Like, As in, like, the person, the person who's directing the episode is yes. not the new director of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> no, exactly. And I was like, who's this... J- Am I supposed to know this guy? And then I went looking for his directing credits. And, no, he's the new director of S.H.I.E.L.D., apparently. Um, he has ties. Apparently, his character has ties in Marvel from, like, the 1940s. I have no idea who that is. It's, I guess... Someone... W- Dude in suit who has been named at one point yeah, or another. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but as you commented last week, I'm pretty sure it was last week when you were talking about the Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Robbie Reyes who is the Hispanic new mm-hmm. Ghost Rider in the car. So that's interesting. Um, I guess anything that they can do to to strengthen this because it's okay. It's not of the quality that we're getting very used to from the Netflix Marvel stuff. So hopefully bringing in a couple of new characters will, will help them out. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought last season ended
2: pretty it was was pretty darn good. I
0: really enjoyed it. It was it was a good season, and I agree with you, it was a good s- season. But if you compare it to the stuff that also came well, out yeah, that ABC year. <laughs> network television is never going to be on that
2: level. It's just not.
0: Yeah. Um, all, I guess tying into the shield news, we have I don't know, also Friday Night Lights. Uh, Adrian Palecki. is that how you say her name? Yeah, she's going to be in a in a show with Seth MacFarlane, of of Family yeah, Guy Yeah, some kind of
1: goofy ass live action space comedy thing, which doesn't look very good.
0: Yeah, but in in like on paper, most of Seth MacFarlane stuff doesn't look good it's his you know twist on comedy his sense of humor that makes family guys one of the longest running cartoons ever i think now something to that effect right 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 behind the simpsons but it's well, south park's been on uh, that's right also now. true true as well but I, whatever whatever it is it, this is a 13 episode season about a spaceship the not so top of the line exploratory ship of earth's interstellar fleet i feel like when i first read this i was like this sounds like that movie with with tim the tool man taylor
1: oh galaxy quest <laughs> like
0: that's my that was my first instinct and i really hope if it's it like was that. that
1: then i'd be on the freaking board
0: <laughs> um but this sort of leads the to you know there was rumors that adriana would be coming back to shield or that they were gonna have a spin-off with her and her boyfriend, apparently that is not yeah. But that was Marvel's
2: most wanted. That got that did not get greenlit. Yeah. So, and, and so
1: there was a chance for her to come back to Shield, but now that she's doing this show, not, probably not going to happen.
0: Probably not going to. But happen. if and when this show gets canceled, it's already it's it. They ordered a year of it. Well,
1: they ordered thirteen episodes of it. Well, which doesn't mean they have to air all of them. Right. That's true.
0: Right. Um... I don't know, I, but
1: it's it is I, Seth MacFarlane, and like you say, like he is a you know on paper his stuff doesn't always work, but it, American Dad, practice. like uh, he
0: like I by if I was to read what that show is about, I would never ever ever turn it on, but I have gotten caught watching it because the weird alien is funny and the quirky kid is you know like it's there's weird things about his his shows that like sort of suck you in. He's he's entertaining, I guess. Yeah,
1: mm. I I mean I I think a lot of people think so. I'm not one of them, but <laughs> 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 okay. but I I do I could see this show being a success and therefore keeping a uh, mocking jet mocking not mocking Jay that's different uh, mocking bird away from the shield team.
0: Yeah, that that will put a hindrance on it. Uh, more for cop- what it's worth, I think the first
2: two seasons of Family Guy are spectacular.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> And other than that, no.
2: After it came back, I felt like it lost a lot.
0: And uh, I'm sorry. One of the the, the like I f- was it the beginning of season three, where they they referenced all of the shows that got canceled on Fox. That got canceled. <laughs> that was between the time that they were back. Yeah, <laughs> that,
2: that was that was a great joke. You know what it was? I can actually sum it up real quick. In the first couple of uh, seasons, they set up the flashbacks um, like very organically, and then ever since the show came back, it's always been just like that time when dot 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 like they're always mm. they just got really lazy with setting up the flashbacks there they used to happen really organically and i don't know just kind of really s- sort of lost something not to say that it wasn't still funny
0: but you know i eventually fell off of it like most people fall off of things yeah, it happens um you guys commented last week with the Comic-Con news we're getting more Daredevil we're getting more Jessica Jones but not until 2018 Um, And the sad part of this news story is Agent Carter's not coming back. Um, There was the rumors that Netflix would save it, but unfortunately there's some sort of uh, overseas thing that they're still airing there, so they still have rights to the show and Netflix can't buy it. It's, it sounds like that. They
1: basically just can't make a deal work.
0: Right. And that's it's the legality of television shows being sold but to multiple companies for airing. Um, you guys covered the fact. Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders. We're getting all of that stuff before more Daredevil and Jessica Jones. So, yeah, they we'll be good they did confirm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they could, they sort of confirmed this week what we, we were speculating last week, which is that that Jessica Jones and Daredevil will be delayed so that these other stories can happen first.
2: Yeah. Right. They will be post defenders.
0: And, and
1: I do think despite the sadness that Agent Carter is not coming back, I do like the aspect of the story that it's not because netflix didn't want to do it creatively they didn't want to right. do it legally they just can't They
0: just can't they can't make it work um keep in mind that with jessica jones and daredevil they will both be in the defenders that's another reason why we're not getting it till 2018 because they are in the process of going to be filming something so and i more. think that
1: that show is going to be fun
0: i hope so i just i i I'm, I'm still wary about iron fist but we'll see what happens all right um Okay. Stephen Colbert. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. What? (laughs) He he introduced. Let me me help you.
1: What? (laughs) So during the Republican National Convention, um, Stephen Colbert did a bit on his late night on CBS show, Mm -hmm. um, wherein he. But he he went out to the woods to get John Stewart to have him come back to the show okay. and bring him back I into saw society.
0: This. <laughs> I remember. I think I did. We not speak about this. <laughs> yes, okay. and in the
1: course of that bit, uh, he it was it was a comedy reveal in the bit that John Stewart has been living in the woods with <laughs> Stephen Colbert's character from the Colbert Report, the Comedy Central show. Okay. Apparently, Stephen Colbert, the actual person got in trouble legally for using the Comedy Central character. But, <laughs> which he didn't have the rights to do. So during the Republican Nas- or during during the Democratic National Convention, he did a bit on his show where he introduced a new character who is also named Stephen Colbert, who is the identical twin cousin of the of. host of the Colbert report.
0: Oh, so it all makes sense now. <laughs>
1: what <laughs> I- <laughs> And is essentially the same character with a few, like, technical differences.
0: He wears short sleeves. I, I don't know. My nose is bleeding for some reason. What's going on?
1: <laughs> it was If you could if you could follow all the intricacies of the story, it was pretty freaking hysterical is really the uh, I, end of that story. I,
0: I, there was a little video attached. All of this stuff is going to be, you know, tagged in the show notes, but there was a little video. And I do like watching Stephen Colbert interview Stephen Colbert. Yes. timed very well, done. I'm I, uh, surprised at actually how well it goes. The guy is funny. Very, very the, funny. The,
1: the problem with this being a podcast is, as I was explaining that whole thing, I was doing a lot of hand gestures, <laughs> which you can't see, which I feel like that would help you ex- understand the situation a little better.
0: I do like, as a as a add-on to the little video, was that from the, the Colbert Report, they had the word... And yes, this time, which
1: is now spelled W-E-R-D.
0: bird which I always love that part of a show. Oh, that stuff makes me laugh. <sighs> all right. Uh, okay. I, it's, a, it's official. There are absolutely no new ideas left. MTV is launching another channel dedicated to just the 90s. So they are taking all of their shows from the 90s and re-airing them. Yeah. just like a Nickelodeon just did with the splat. Well,
1: I think that what they're doing is not creating a new channel, but um, taking VH1 Classic, which who the fuck cares?
0: Yeah, they're just rebranding <laughs> it as MTV Classic, <laughs> which six one half dozen of the other, in my opinion. Um, what I did notice is as I was reading through this, um, very little music. <laughs> well, yeah, Cartoon. I mean, the,
2: the point of it is getting to the. P- they're basically re-airing all the stuff when MTV still had music videos, but it was also really getting to be known for all of its alternative programming, mm-hmm. and there was some legitimately great stuff on there. Like, I mean, obviously there obviously there's there Beavis and Butt Head, which is was the the biggest mm-hmm. one, but um, I think I read somewhere that I uh, heard somewhere Nick Liquid Television was going to be on there. Um, yeah, they specifically commented
0: Aeon Flux, so yeah, that was part of Liquid Television. Well, there was also an Eon Flux
2: show that came after it, because Beavis and Butthead, Eon Flux, those came from Liquid Television. Um, oh, and, uh, okay. <coughs> I know, do
1: the, feel like I read somewhere that Liquid Television was going to be one of the things they're going to put on That
2: was here. also I had The Max, right? So. Uh, the, the Max, well, that was um, uh, MTV's Oddities, which um. started as The Head, then it was The Max, then it was season two of The Head, and then it was canceled. Um, they didn't mention The State, but I'm hoping that that shows up on there. Same with Syphil and Ollie, but... Uh, oh my
1: God.
2: <laughs> what great TV programming and not only that but they're also airing the original seasons of the real world which
0: was is that the one where they actually said binge worthy like they're actually airing them in a way that you can binge them like watch them consistently through and through that's possible yeah I didn't, I what, didn't that's really a, pho- that's that a phenomenal idea because that's it the is, only place yeah. that it's really going to be available that's just not on Netflix or Hulu that's true yeah and, I mean, and
1: it, on the music side of it, they are going to be airing some Unplugged and uh, some right, like yeah, some of the greatest of TRL, if that was your thing. And
2: they'll probably mm-hmm. dig up stuff like Headbangers Ball and whatnot from, from from that era. And, you know, Beavis and Butthead had music videos in and stuff, too. Kind of I
1: want to see, um, God, we just remembered the name of this the other day in the Singled car. Singled Out. Singled oh, Out. Jesus. I want to see Old Chris Hardwick.
0: <laughs> old, drunk, fat Chris Hardwick. <laughs> You mean skinny, long-haired Chris Hardwick oh, and no. Jenny McCarthy? Yeah, he he, did, that was that was the rough patch for Mr. Hardwick. <laughs> it went bad. Um, and uh, yeah, remote control. I'd love to see that oh, on there. Yes, yes. But what I do like about the fact what they're doing is they're switching over the branding of the actual channel on August first, which
1: right, which is which was yesterday
0: thirty-five year anniversary. I want. The whole, I wanted. I didn't know about this till today. I hope that they played all of the original, you know, Video Killed the Radio Star, all of the shit that they mm-hmm. started the channel with. That they just replayed. I think replayed that day.
1: have a, <laughs> Yeah, I think they did have a, like a launch event planned where they were going to do a lot of that kind of stuff. And uh, does anybody else feel old?
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes.
2: I, I miss those commercials, man. MTV used to have some, such great commercials. Yeah. Just like Nickelodeon, um, which I believe were all Viacom networks. They were both run by uh, the same people, I think. Uh, But yeah, just this whole 90s nostalgia thing that uh, they got cooking up right now. Mm. I'm really glad that MTV jumped on top of that because they really did used to have good programming. I mean, the real world used to be a good show. Yes, it used to be. The real world used to be a very interesting show. It was before reality, reality TV became reality TV, you know? Yeah, man,
0: when uh, it
1: actually was reality.
0: Was yeah, that, like that guy's name. They weren't that actually re- ruined everything. That really tall, skinny jackass that was on the Real World. Puck. Puck. <laughs> <Ugh>.
2: <laughs> he was awful. And there was that season with a uh, with Dominic and uh, the, the the dude who had AIDS mm. and like that was the thing. They weren't personalities. They were just people. Yeah. And then they filmed it, and it was awesome. Uh, I I used to remember watching that show way back in the day. I, man, you know what show I really hope they show up on that. Uh, on, on this channel is dead at 21 oh geez that show was interesting as hell and then it just stopped yep. oh god dead at 21 was so cool
1: i just realized a thing that, that might happen with this channel what's that uh little known fact our, our dear co-host chris was actually on an episode oh
0: true
2: <laughs> of i was on mtv yes Wait, what what Whatdy what what <laughs>
0: at what point in time were you on mtv
2: there was a show called made okay um and it was a you know basically like they would take some kids or whatever who want to do something with their lives and then put them through like boot camp to get them to actually try to do it professionally okay um one of the first episodes of the series was an episode uh, about a band who wanted to make it they were called the sly caps and uh they filmed it down here where we're in 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 south jersey Mm -hmm. and um they put out the call for local bands to compete in this battle of the bands thing, uh, and we I was in a local band at the time called One Pedal Bike, and uh, we were on the episode, and it was all, every scene with us in it was taken horribly out of context. Uh, oh my god, it was just it was just absolutely remarkable. I'll never forget the. Um, uh, they, they, they staged it at Stockton College uh, and it was for the annual, they, they wanted to interview all the bands and they were like alright so tell us how you guys you know train and how you guys get ready everyone in the area really looks forward to the annual Battle of the Bands at Stockton they're like this is the first time there's ever been a Battle of the Bands at Stockton <laughs> like this isn't a thing and I swear to you they said we're trying to make it like it is <laughs> <laughs> so me That's my
1: favorite thing about this
2: story. Me and my uh bandmate John just started saying all these really sarcastic things and uh one of those things was it's like a musical American
0: gladiators.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and and John hold was on. quoted It's like <laughs> a musical American gladiators okay and they used john
2: saying that in the show uh there was a meeting where they were telling us all these things that they were going to do uh in the episode and then there was somebody else like telling jokes beforehand and we were all like smiling and laughing and then they took the footage of us smiling and laughing and spliced it to make it look like that was our reactions to what this guy was telling us was happening at the battle of the bands <laughs> And the manager for the Sly Caps was a complete prick, oh. but uh, it was you know it was it was a lot of fun. There has never been another Stockton Battle of the Bands since this year. As a matter of fact, uh, it was the one and only, <laughs> the one, the only.
1: Which is why when we drive past Stockton College on a uh, on a fairly regular <laughs> basis, we always go, "Hey, look, it's the home of the annual Battle of the Bands." <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh man! Oh man! And there's, yeah, there's <laughs> shots of me and, and our band. There's even a, a brief uh, point of us playing, like, actual performing at the Battle of
0: the So, so the show was called Made? The show was called Made, yeah. Okay. And the Yeah, I was think about it's
1: probably existed a little late. It, what,
0: oh, oh, like, if it's out there, I'm going to find it.
1: No, I'm just saying, like, if this channel this channel is going to be showing 90s and early 2000s, and that, that, that seems like the right era yeah. for this show when this show existed uh yeah i'm trying to remember when you were in high school <laughs> made oh made
2: was 2003 so uh, it might so. be a little late geez this ran for
0: 13 seasons <laughs> wow the things you learn Season yeah i've known one. you for a number of years chris never knew you were a big mtv star
2: uh, uh, season one, episode two, <laughs> Sly Caps are made into a band. That was it. <laughs> there it is. Season one, episode two. If you want to see my MTV debut, uh, you get to see me playing drums. It's, it's awesome. All right.
0: Moving on with the news. Uh, Gilmore Girls. Apparently that's a thing now. Yes. Uh, what do you mean? Apparently uh, that's a thing now. It was a thing a couple of years ago. Now it's a thing again. Mm hmm. That was a big deal, yeah. man. When they when they launched,
2: said that they were bringing this back, and then Melissa McCarthy wasn't asked back, and then suddenly they they, they made that all worked out. Because how do you bring yes, back Gilmore absol- Girls without Sookie? I, I remember, mm. I remember that.
0: Um, so Netflix is doing, I guess they're trying to make it a season, but it's gonna be four. It's gonna be like an English season, four ninety-minute episodes. Yeah, uh, which kind is kind of like a final. Like they the actual ending to the yeah, show, which as opposed to what they did, what we didn't get on uh, the actual show. Um, so that's that's happening, but more surprising to me was the secondary news article about the Instagram picture that popped up, announcing the Gilmore Girls: A Year in the Life, um, which. <sighs> If you've seen the show, you know what Pop-Tarts and, and coffee, like these are things from the show. But apparently they, they posted a photo with the caption, Pop-Tart appetizers to hold us over till the pizza comes and one apple. Apparently there was an apple in the photo and everybody went nuts on the internet. Um, is she married? Is she pregnant? Why is there an a- It's an apple, people. Slow down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't know why this is such a big deal, but I'm very happy to see that Gilmore Girls is is getting the revival it deserves and the finale it probably deserves as well, because it didn't really get it. I one hope last so. Time. I hope they
2: don't screw it up because man oh man, I was not happy
0: with the way the show ended. Was there last someone time. from our site talking about doing an episode by episode podcast? about the gilmore girls golden oh that was golden girls you can can see how i can get that confused right
1: (laughs) i also find it great that they are releasing this gilmore girls thing over um the day after thanksgiving which uh netflix is not stupid they know that people need something to watch during that long weekend oh yeah
2: (laughs) um
1: i did see even see some reaction when this news first broke that people were like this may affect black friday yeah. sales <laughs> like people would actually stay home and not be insane and go to walmart at 4 a.m it's because they're watching gilmore girls
2: god bless this I know country all, that's where i'll be
1: which i've never i've never come near a black friday sale in my life so uh,
0: i did you know once I, I i didn't i went out to drive someone to black friday sales and i just happened to wander around not actually shopping i went into a Uh, uh, Sam's Club, and I watched a woman punch another woman in the face for television. (laughs) Whoa! Yeah, it was impressive. Uh, um, Okay. American Gods. Now, this looks... I watched the trailer for this. This looks actually pretty goddamn good.
1: Oh my god, it's gonna be so good, you guys.
0: Um, Neil Gaiman, comic auteur, phenomenal writer, um, wrote a couple of graphic novels, while ago, from what I remember, and they're turning it into a television series.
1: Um, I didn't know there was a graphic novel of this. I know there is a novel, novel of this. If
0: I'm not, ooh, am I getting that confused? Did they, maybe they? I they, think you are. They okay? There is okay. There is a novel. I'm gonna have to look at that because I feel like I've seen a graphic novel about American Gods. I, there may, I may well have, be. I may have they may it. have
1: adapted it to it, but I believe it for, first was a actual Novel. novel.
0: Um. My favorite thing that, I mean, alright, this is a story about um, gods of old f- fading away and the new gods are sort of taking over. Now, when I say like the old gods, we're talking like uh, Zeus, Odin, and, Odin and, 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 yeah. and that type of classical literature gods. And then the new gods, which were more about greed and, 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 it, it, sex and technology yeah. and it, it I was when I watched the 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 trailer it starts subtly enough guy getting out of prison going to his wife's funeral everything in my brain stopped as I as soon as I saw Ian McShane on screen yeah
1: because I love
0: that man <laughs> any acting that he does I will sign up for a 110 percent. He made the episode for me on Game of Thrones, just hanging there by his throat. The, man, the man's amazing. Uh, he plays Mr. Wednesday, who is one of the gods. Um, so this looks creepy as hell. Looks amazing. It really does. I Just the, the quick run through, like they did this, I don't know, it just like hard cuts of all the actors or major actors that are in this show. I, I, it's a S.T.A.R.S. joint so they got the money yeah, it looks and really good like,
1: I feel like it's a big win for S.T.A.R.S. too because I feel like this is a thing that a lot of uh, at least geeks will be interested mm-hmm. in and uh, I don't feel like S.T.A.R.S. is really known for their original programming I
0: thing I know thing, they have the only other thing that they yeah. had was um, Army of Darkness
1: Ash vs. Evil Dead Yeah,
0: same difference <laughs> you know what I was talking which about. I,
1: which I also, uh, you know, I heard that's coming back and with a vengeance and going to be even bloodier this year. So if that's, if that's something you want, then get, you're,
0: you're going to get it. Good uh, for you. It's funny, it's funny that you say that. That uh, army of darkness, evil, dead, ash, going to come back bloodier. Uh, an, an, a news article came out talking about Blindspot reducing its violence for season two time slot.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> Now,
0: I saw this, and I don't know if you guys read this or even saw it, but there is a line in this, this article that made me laugh out loud. Um, they're talking to, to Martin Giro, Giro. I don't know, uh, he's the executive producer, and he was talking about the, the, the cutback of the violence. And the first line that they write is, uh, we're not going to shoot anyone in the head anymore damn it <laughs> right off the bat they... no more headshots on blind spot <laughs>
1: so they're giving kurt like uh, target practice to get him to uh, figure out how to shoot somebody somewhere else besides there
0: we're toning back some of the violence i don't think the show will be unrecognizable
1: <laughs> god damn it uh, i
0: i just thought you might be interested to know that um they're gonna be concentrating a little bit more on the things that we thought were gonna get answered last season, but didn't. So they you don't know her real name yet, right?
1: No, not All that. Alright, so apparently we just know she's not Taylor.
0: Yeah, we're gonna find out who she is and um there's gonna be a little like catch up from the first season, but then they're gonna to go to a case of the week type setup where it's, you know,
1: oh, tattoo of the week. Fucked. So they're ruining blind spot. <sighs>
2: Ah, no, they're just doing what TV shows do. There's going to be that overarching narrative, and they're going to like you know answer a few things, and they're going to get back into a groove, and then they're going to introduce some sort of other big new overarching thing, which will be a cliffhanger for the next
0: season. It's it's following the castle formula, mm-hmm. 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 and that's the and that's the right way to do it because the castle formula was a good formula. Um. All right. And my final delve into the news. Uh, speaking about. Blind spot and its parent company NBC um the title of this article is NBC figured out why you're not trying new shows okay they did yes they did and apparently I
1: think I know where this is going the
0: network's research guru Alan Wurzel presented a dizzying array of news research and data to reporters at a uh, television critics association press tour in Beverly Hills on Tuesday and um He figured out that it's quantifiable that people don't want to watch a new show, hold on, because the previous episodes aren't available. So, in essence, people want to watch the show in its entirety before starting a new show. I'm waiting for the gasps of shock. No nothing this is not fucking news this is obvious
1: apparently it is to NPC.
0: <laughs> holy shit like really <laughs> over half of the samples say if i can't see stuff before i go on to new episodes i'm not gonna watch it right that should be followed up by dot 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 duh
1: <laughs> <laughs> i thought that you were going towards uh, another little tidbit that they revealed um over the course of this press tour which is that the nbc has decided that they're not going to cancel shows as quickly
0: oh yeah we spoke about that a couple of weeks ago yeah um it's funny that nbc has uh like I, i i this is me reading further past this article they don't take like there's some way that they can track dvr recordings um, pre-programmed DVR recordings, meaning if you set your DVR box, your Verizon box, your cable box to record a season of something. Not where you actually, you're, you're starting to watch it and hit record, they can't track that. But if you set it up in advance, they can see what you're actually recording. So they can track that to see how many people are actually watching their show, maybe not live. Um, but they don't they don't think that that's important information. What's important is what's watched, being watched live, and that's all done yeah, by
2: by the eight people that are watching.
0: Well, let's say a hundred people are watching it. Only four of those people. Nah, that's that's still too high. Maybe two of those people have a Nielsen box, which is what is actually generates the ratings. Yeah, and somebody writing in a notebook or it's 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 an antiquated system. It's stupid. Um, but apparently they they at NBC figured out you know this is what we want. So now they have to figure out how they're gonna get it to us.
2: Thanks, I, guys. Just
0: shh, come here, come closer. Shh, shh. There's this thing called Netflix and Hulu. Follow their leads. That's it. So or
1: work with them and give them better <sighs> deals. Like the infrastructure is already in place. Just fucking use Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Don't give us this rolling five bullshit.
0: I don't, I don't, it's amazing to me, like, okay, I am, I, I, I didn't go to college, so I may not be the smartest of human beings on the planet, but I know that this is not a su- uh, surprising. I know that this is not news. This is stupidity, and this guy's in charge of NBC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? How is that possible? How long has Netflix been around?
1: A oh, while, gee, yeah. yeah, good long.
0: Okay, while. so uh, let's say in the past three years, give or take three years, it has become a destination for binge watching television. Okay, Hulu came about in the same amount of time. It has taken net in NBC. Let's. I'm being really generous by saying three years. To realize that this is the way things are. This is why we can't have nice things. It's true. All right, that's all I got, peeps. Anything else you want to add to it?
2: No, I'm good.
0: Friday Night Lights, good show. Watch it. Yes, Friday Night Lights, we enjoyed it. Chris.
2: Oh, scary. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, I'm better. You can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the this week's episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest and greatest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. Or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at GeekadeChris, Chris. Evan is at... Geekade underscore Evan karen is at
1: shoot underscore the underscore moon
2: and if you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight be sure to check out the show notes that i worked diligently on and while you're at it you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on itunes or stitcher where if you're super nice you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated again always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day And just as a quick PSA, on August 20th, Geekade will be hosting a 24-hour Twitch stream charity fundraiser called the Pain in the ass The whole group of Geekade staff will be playing video games that are considered a pain in the ass for one reason or another in order to raise money for the Colon Cancer Alliance, and they will be doing so for 24 non-stop hours. Again, that's August 20th starting at 10 a.m. on the Geekade Twitch channel, so if you've got some time, Please head over, donate a few bucks to a good cause, and watch us suffer through some really difficult games. Make our pain their gain.
0: Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, Chris. Alright, so, it's your turn, sir. It sure is. What are we watching this week? Uh, Next week's episode (laughs) of
2: this week's episode is going to be The Critic. Um... Uh, geez, I wrote it down and I, I did not have the information prepared because I didn't know you were going
0: to have me say it. Uh, it, one moment, please. It is, what is, why do I want to say, no, that's, I was going to say season one, episode 20. Uh uh, 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 don't worry. I'll edit this out. There it is. Uh,
2: next week's episode is going to be the critic season two, episode four from chunk to hunk. I love the critic. It is a phenomenal show starring John Lovitz and uh, a delightful cast of characters. It was it mimics the height of Simpsons comedy, and I can't wait to to rewatch this episode and have you all do the same.
0: Beautiful sir, thank you so much. All right, so from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. Football, buy my book. (laughs) Good night.
2: (laughs) Buy my book. Buy my book.
1: yeah when when he came back with that chris and i were both like really
0: are
2: you sure (laughs) what we were pretty sure he was gonna come at it with us with something like interesting or whatever
1: intellectual or something
2: and he did not (laughs) yeah i need a break too i made myself a glass of chocolate milk for the show and then a bunch of white things started floating to the top it was like damn it Oh. really wanted that glass of chocolate milk. Party all the time, party Break all the Break time. time. Need something. Please hold.
0: Hmm. <sighs> all by myself. I want to be all by myself. And this concludes our broadcast day.